first time you discovered techno? Like when's what's your earliest memory of techno? Because I can't remember. It's like one day I woke up yeah. and I all of a sudden listened to it and knew about it, but probably would have sounded a pretty weird to me if I was like thirteen. Um, well, we were talking about it in the car, but the first time I went to like an event was Patrick Topping and D Eight, so that was probably the first time I was introduced. Right. Okay. And it wasn't even techno; it was tech house. Yeah, no, that is like everyone's kind of like easy way Entry in. Level, kind yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Um. So, were you like going with a few friends, or were you like looking it up on the internet? Like, was it something that you in- were introduced to by live setting, or was it something you discovered online? Yeah, no, I think my friends got me into it mostly. Yeah, because they were already into it back then, and uh, you know, being in first year college, you're just down to go out like any time yeah. you can so yeah this is so true so i want to understand like you're in a collective the shed yeah. and how many guys are in the collective altogether i think there's like 10 of us but like it could be like 14 as well because yeah, other lads are away right now so fair and where did the name the shed come come across uh the shed started because uh the name the name the name it came from do you know dan's Dan's showing in his back garden. Oh, because yes. Because we used to go to a load of raves and then have afters in his uh, showing so. I, yeah, I should have clicked that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. It's so, you know, I was explaining the concept of afters to people in the UK and they literally couldn't get their head around it. Surely they have afters. No, because if you think about it, like me and Jamie went yeah. to Mulgrab two year, this time two years ago and we were in rush hour traffic coming home from Mulgrab because it's finished at like 7am and that's kind of if you have that option like half your friends will stay out later half your friends will go home like we all end up leaving at the same time and we're like not ready to go home and they're not you yeah it's not a thing it's very much an Irish thing so it's kind of like that kind of represents the rave scene in Ireland I suppose your name yeah Hmm, interesting so talking about like the rave scene in Ireland, like po- pre-pandemic, there were already like a lot of issues, like with closing times, with licensing. What are the new issues that we're facing today? Like, what are you worried about? The even like earlier closing times now. So like our event has been pushed to eight p.m. till t- till midnight now, <coughs> instead of half two, and uh, just kind of rough because like the industry has only been open for like a month or so and like we're already getting restrictions again mm. so it's just unfortunate like and am i correct in saying that the show came out of lockdown or were you guys going before uh we actually started kind of like this time last year right this is when i started like teaching all the boys how to mix and stuff and uh started getting prepared for like our first uh kind of rave that we hosted mm-hmm. in december last year but uh yeah so we go we've only been going for a year now you really wouldn't think it by listening to the mixes. Like, were you the first out of all the guys to DJ, and then did you bring them along, or was there two of you in it, or what was what was the beginning? Yeah, well, um, I started getting into it like right before lockdown. I bought my decks before uh, lockdown hit, and just mixed loads. You know, had a load of free time, and that's kind of how I like fell in yeah. love with like mixing and DJing and shit. If you- if you were gonna give a piece of advice to someone that wants to pick it up, like how would they go about it? Because it seems like an intimidating task to undergo. Yeah. Like you could like invest in the decks and then be like stuck there, like oh my goodness, what do I do with these things? Yeah, starting off, it's a bit overwhelming because like you have to learn like everything all at once. Yeah. But like it's just practice. Like if you get used to all the the basics, you kind of forget about the basics and you can just get lost yeah. into it. Like yeah. It's like driving a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so. 
who are your favorite DJs at the moment? Like, who would you like take influence from? Like, who would you be like, oh, I want to sound like that, or I'd like to go in that direction? Uh, my mixing styles of uh, Kevly come from like Ellen uh, Alien and like Hadone yeah. and stuff. Cool. They're like my favorite DJs, and just the way they mix, they're very aggressive with their chops mm. and like mixing all that. But uh, artist wise, I've been really getting into the hard trance and stuff and there's love this lad it. named uh, DJ G2G that I love oh cool <laughs> is he Irish? Uh, no sadly he's not he's Irish not. but my favourite Irish artist has to be George uh, Rowdy Boy George <laughs> Rowdy Boy yeah shout out to Rowdy Boy he'll true. be coming on the this podcast very soon so as well. yeah. with you um, there, there's over 10 of you in the shed yeah do you think that you all have to sound the same? If you're going to explain it to somebody that hasn't listened to your mixes before, yeah. is there a, ver- a variety of styles or are you all in the same lane? Like, what's the story there? Yeah, uh, uh, I love um variation we have because we have so many boys, but they all have their own styles and like music taste and mm-hmm. stuff. And like whenever I find new tunes, I'm always like, yeah, that one's like a real Rudy tune or like this tune's real Sean Gull. <laughs> yeah. So everyone has like their like signature style. So. And it kind of makes you guys all individuals at the end yeah, of the day. It then. gives variation for our nights out as well. Mm-hmm. So no one's just like heavily set on one genre of music. And obviously, how did you sustain like promoting a DJing society when there's like a heavy lockdown in 2020? Yeah, well, that was a lot of a... Uh, home stuff so it was pretty easy enough to promote and stuff like uh like poster work uh our guy Steve, you know did, did a great job with all our posters back during lockdown and uh so uh yeah it's easy enough to run online at home yeah and did you guys do any makeshift raves yourselves like seeing as everything's been closed for last year yeah uh, we did quite a few yeah so we had like a few raves in mayo that uh, I'm sure you've yeah. heard about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like we did our first outdoor rave. Uh, when was that? Do you in remember summer. what it was? It was in you summer. guys did like a but it was raining and you're very yeah. DIY extraordinary with that. I was away, yeah. but it looked really cool. Yeah, we, we had to get a tarp out and make like a, a makeshift roof over gazebo and stuff but yeah it was actually a good rave yeah like it worked out there you beat the odds like you face the elements you know what i mean i suppose i don't i think that with our friend group of the people that follow like the rave scene even if the other collective thump and stuff their friends like the last two years there's been a lot of like outdoor sessions like do you remember when we were climbing hill it was literally the worst rain i've ever been in in my entire life but there was like over 30 of us there with a big ump (laughs) because we're just desperate it's like our grandparents meeting at the crossroads we're so desperate just to have a good time Uh, it had to be done like you know there's nothing else to do during lockdown well you're only 21 once and like you can't just sit back and be like oh i'm just gonna sit back and wait to see what happens because nothing seems to be happening you know what i mean and even with the the good like DJs and stuff like I went to see Alex D X O X O in Wigwam the other week, and they shut the event down an hour early. There was like a jam lock to get out of the the event. Everybody it's was trying to get their coats and stuff. It's just that's to me seems counterproductive because we were more likely to catch COVID in that line for the cloakroom where everyone's like the whole night jam, is jam, jammed. Yeah. Then just like if you were to keep the night on until three, because people would have filtered out. Like we were basically there for like the full event, just waiting in the line. So they might as well just let the music keep going. Yeah, we literally matched the time that we had on the dance floor to the time that we had to line up for the cloakroom afterwards, which was so stupid. But I don't know, who like 
I feel like so many people who were mildly interested in DJing before the pandemic have kind of started to take things into their own hands, mm. either DJing themselves or their friends DJing, they can go to their collectives. Out of Irish DJs, who are you looking forward to seeing the most? Like, who is like quite exciting, emerging Irish DJ for you? Uh, well, Rowdy Boy. Mm -hmm. I love that guy. He's such a good DJ. I love seeing him perform. But uh, also, Decadance, he's like moved over to Amsterdam. Oh, but he's like a homegrown Irish producer and I just love all his work as well so I'm very excited to see where he, you like, exposed uh, to where he like gets in his techno career when you were like 13, 14 do you think you would have liked it I always wondered that myself yeah see I don't know because I think what got me into it was more of the Christian so but now it's just like stuck to me like for all these years so yeah. I probably could have liked it back in the day I was kind of thrown into the deep end too like I went to my first rave with my friend Charlie and like I didn't really know anything about this music, this mu kind of music. I was always a rock chick, <laughs> and I never thought that I'd like music with no lyrics. Do you know what I mean? Like, and if you were to play it for me on Spotify, I'd probably been like, "What is this?" But if you're actually there and you witness it live, yeah. like I find it really hard to watch boiler rooms when we're in lockdown because I'm just like so sad. It's like I can't. I'm so far away from that, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's way better live in my opinion because like you get to see the DJ perform and the lights and like the sounds just so much better live like yeah and there's a lot of film people in your circle would you ever consider trying to do like a mini boiler room or anything see we've said that before and like we'd love to do that it's just like getting the equipment the equipment and like the space to record all those sets for the whole night and stuff but like yeah we've like recorded a, an after movie for my last event last week so you were DJing a bit abroad do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah, so we were in EOS there during the summer, and uh, I just messaged all the clubs, like, hope is like, please, someone. Oh my god. And, uh, club got back to me, and I was playing in uh, Pash EOS, so big shout out to Pash. Yeah, shout out to Pash. That's <laughs> crazy. That's the initiative you need, though. Like, if you want something, you have to go out and get it. You can't sit back and wait for somebody to yeah. hand it to you, you know what I mean? Where you get it, where there are a lot of Irish people there, where they get There were so many Irish people there, yeah. Oh my um, god, you definitely got more followers. It was mad, that. like, it was weird. I was like an international DJ before I DJed here in Ireland. Oh like, my yeah. god, that's crazy. Um, with regards to, like, we know that you have the event on Thursday. Do you, Where is it? What's the story for it? Are there more tickets? Yeah, so this Thursday, we're hosting an event in the Soundhouse called Residence. And uh, yeah, we're 70% sold out already. And Sadly, our opening times have been moved to 8 till yeah. midnight, but uh, yeah, it should be a good night. No, oh, it will be. Uh, we advise everyone to come out and like come for the full like uh, show and show your support for the Irish nightlife because it's so unfortunate with all of this stuff shutting down early. But No, literally, it's like our government, they listen to music, they eat out in restaurants, they... They like all these leisurely things. Leo Rocker proved that to us very much when he said, oh, you guys can't have electric picnic, and then he went off to the UK yes. to that festival. So, like, I just don't understand the lack of respect for this industry because you know what coronavirus There's is going There's so much anyway. contradiction, like... Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. COVID doesn't exist before 12pm, but after... You yeah, dead, it does. You're <laughs> I don't know. I, I get really confused by the whole thing, and I get a bit frustrated because, like... Berlin has been open for eight since May. Um, London has been mm. open since June, July. It's uh, we have such a small country. I don't understand why we can't ca accommodate the yeah. small amount of people that Especially are. Especially with like this. the system they have in Berlin as well, where they have a load of free rapid antigen testing around mm. the city. Like, yeah, and you need like a, a negative test to get in clubs and stuff. So 
It just I don't understand why we can't implement that here. It, it, it literally doesn't make any sense because I'm trying to think, like, what are they going to do when we get out of this situation? Like, yeah. I don't... There's so much money lost now. Yeah. There's so... And, like, it's also very disheartening. Like, you go to the effort of making an event like this and then you get told, oh, well, these are the restrictions. Like, what are the odds of as many people being bothered to put themselves through that stress if yeah. they don't know what the consequences are going to be, like, the day, the day before? Like... I don't know. We have to try lobby the government for sure. Yeah. Do you have? Do you think you guys would get in to, to cahoots with Give Us Tonight or try to get in contact with them? Oh, I actually love what Give Us Tonight are doing. Like Snell Sharp is uh, doing a great job over there. But uh, yeah, I'd love to be able to like you know have more of a voice with all that stuff as well. But you guys work yeah. a lot with another collective, don't you? So. Yeah. Yeah. We. Um, we know George quite well, so we've we've hosted a few things with George as well. Like we've uh, done a few raves and hosted them. So yeah, yeah. hit it. it was at the event last night, Hidden Love. Yeah, there's an event last night called Hidden Love. I was there as well so last night. It's crazy because like most of the events that I've through the only events I've certainly enjoyed in the last like three years, other than the old District Eight, are club nights that have been run by people our age. Yeah, exactly. Like any old nightclub like I'm never blindly going into a nightclub yeah. again I went up to the Globe last week and I was told by all my friends I'd never gone to the Globe because I'm not really like yeah. too keen on the Dublin clubbing scene yeah. like I'm just it's like Shakira and like Little Mix playing you know yeah. it's just awkward but I went and it was like I felt like I was at an underage disco it was so packed you couldn't move shit music I was like what the fuck is yeah, going on yeah my days of hardcore street are done oh long gone I haven't yeah. been hardcore street since I was in school yeah. but then I feel like Am I cheating myself? Because, like, it, what is college if you don't go out every Monday and Thursday? But, like, there is no good techno nights to yeah, go out on Mondays yeah. and Thursdays. Do you know what I mean? Um, I feel like it, there's so many, like, techno events popping up, though, recently, uh, during the week and stuff, because during that lockdown, I feel like everyone just goes, like, DJing is quite fun, it's quite easy, and, like, everyone's, like, really enjoying techno. So I feel like there's a lot, like, a surge of techno events coming. Yeah, no, it's it is bound to happen I'm scared that they're going to take away the events right before Christmas because it's always moderating then yeah. what but do you where do you see the shed in a year's time what do you hope for the guys in a year's time hopefully like we start getting in like bigger names and stuff like yeah. for the 25th we have uh, um, some Amsterdam producer and DJ his name's Ilya Kornienko oh class coming in but like hopefully we can get like bigger names and stuff in the future and maybe like hopefully a festival <laughs> but like that's deadly. like so far in the future but like manifest this know. man anything's <laughs> happening like Hopefully. look at what just happened in yeah. one year you know yeah. um i couldn't believe when you posted on your story last week that um you it was a year since you've done your mix i thought it'd been like two years i yeah. couldn't believe that so it was only a short time. time yeah like if that's the progression from then to now like what's going you don't know what you can you have no idea what could have happened like in the next year um, um you guys have matthew harris on your Set. on the squad on yeah. the squad what's that like because you know like it, uh, all the, the rest of the guys are kind of new to music am I right mm. Sean Gull has done it for a while yeah Sean Gull's done it for a while um, Matthew's a producer though so it must be really handy having somebody in there with like yeah. a bit more like a like a traditional music mind as well that man is very talented mm. can I just say he's so talented uh, yeah we're very lucky to have him on team as well he's such a good DJ <clears throat> yeah no he is going for the local heroes thing tonight so I hope yeah. he gets those I hope he wins bucks. I hope he wins <laughs> yeah the shed would be great if he wins yeah. <laughs> literally 
So, with regards, like, you've got your really cool t-shirt on right now, yeah, and Steve McCabe is, like, the mastermind behind yeah. all the art and stuff. And Michaela does a bit as well, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And um, Jesse Nobody as well, recently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right, cool. Yeah, it's nice. We've got a kind of cool creative friend group going on, so everyone kind of gets yeah, to use each other. <laughs> yeah, everyone's using each other for their... For their exactly so do you guys have it like plans for merch in the future yeah we we have plans for another t-shirt coming out but uh that won't be for a while i don't think yeah, yeah fair and so with regards like if people want to go listen to your stuff where are you guys based on youtube soundcloud what's the story? yeah so we post all of our mixes on soundcloud mm-hmm. uh at the shed residence and then we have a youtube as well where we have like a few s- recorded sets in in that original shit oh my god <laughs> yes shit. it's so trippy because you you guys are going to see when you go but like there's a wallpaper of it's like a bahama it's like the beach yeah, yeah. you feel like you're on a the desert island yeah, yeah it's so confusing so and i really have gotten lost in that wallpaper some nights yeah, after yeah, nights yeah. Yes, i'm like too. where are we <laughs> oh my god so thank you very much for coming on and sharing your thoughts no on, the, on the Dublin techno life, techno yes. life, and good luck to you and the guys in the future. Cheers. I definitely Thanks have to get you. the rest of the guys on at yeah, some stage. Yeah, get us all on. Yeah, yeah. like you're doing squeeze all everybody boys. in. We'll <laughs> have to get more arms yeah. <laughs> for these lab bad boys. Right, over and out. Peace. <laughs> okay, let's.